Once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. WGTs after further review. You know that song, Frank? Uh, no, I do not. It's Erica Badu on and on. I thought I kind of. I don't. Th- I don't remember you playing this. At least when I've been here, honestly. No, no. So. This is this is freshly new. I figured okay. I'd just throw a little curveball to you and, and uh, you know jazz it up a little. Bit. Not so, bad at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a little jazz segment here on eighty-eight point three WGTs AFR after further review. But we're gonna get into college football. Uh, you said you wanted to. Pick the power five. Obviously. Yeah, I just I I was just while we were in break, I was just kind of jotting some stuff down. Who were you jotting down over there with that chicken scratch? <laughs> Who I think is uh, probably gonna, is going to be winning the conferences and maybe a couple teams to just keep an eye on. A couple teams to keep an eye on. Okay, so then we go from Erica Baidu to back to the this music. Yeah. All right, so what uh, conference do you want to start off with? You want to start off with the ASS? All right, let's go. Uh, yeah, the we'll, ACC we'll or start. The Big we'll start. Uh, well, even though I think the Big Ten is kind of getting on the level of the Atlantic Coast Conference. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want I to start digress. off with? Okay, what well, do you want to start off with? Uh, okay, we'll start with the ACC. I mm-hmm. think obviously Clemson's the favorite in the Atlantic Division, North Carolina. Best team in the Coastal Division, mm-hmm. especially with Sam Howell returning at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard there was one guy who uh, Rico Beard had on the five stars on the name escapes me. He says mm-hmm. North Carolina is probably going to win the ACC this year. Mm-hmm. I can definitely believe it. It's uh, you know what? I'll just say the Tar Heels not Clemson off this year. Mm-hmm. They win the ACC. Although, if you want me to, you want another team to watch? It's going to be the U. The why? Well, why? Because they have a special now on on the U this time and uh, all access on ESPN. Uh, I didn't even know about that. Oh, you didn't? I've been watching. Well, that's it. probably about your that's probably about your best bet because I don't think there's anybody else in the ACC that's gonna take a big step forward. Okay. Here, moving on to the Big Twelve. Obviously, Oklahoma won it last year. Spencer Rattler returns at quarterback. But I do not have the Sooners repeating as champions. Why not? I actually have the Fighting Matt Campbells. Iowa. A lot State. of people like them. The Iowa State, uh, right? Cyclones. I mean, and they should. Brock Purdy returns <laughs> at quarterback. Brees Hall, one of the best running backs in the country. I believe he, they won the Fiesta Bowl last year, didn't they? Yes, <clears throat> they did. And I think, and I think Iowa State's going to be here to stay. Campbell's got something going there. And I think this is the year they win the Big 12. I mean, they, they could have won it last year, but I, th- I think maybe the moment got to them in the, big, in the championship game. Although, I, I don't really like to do this, but I'm going to just because maybe they might, I'll say they, they get it right this time. Texas and Steve Sarkeesian 
and are gonna they'll be they won't trip up in as many games, but they'll kind of say, "Hey, you know what? We're we're not back yet, right? But we're go we're going in the right direction." And I I'd, I'd keep an eye on Texas. I I'd, I'd say at a at a minimum they split with Oklahoma and Iowa State. Right. And moving on to the Big Ten, which sadly is turning into the Atlantic Coast Conference. Why you say that? <laughs> Ohio State has basically become what Clemson has been in the last couple of years in the ACC, just dominating and destroying everyone in their path. So the Buckeyes will win the East Division. I know. I know Indiana's finally showing that they're not a doormat anymore. They're actually an upper. Echelon team, but what about Penn State? I don't think Penn State's going to be very good. Uh, even though they're ranked nineteenth in the country right now, um, I think Penn State's being highly overvalued. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, look, I know they had guys opt out last year, and it, it was kind of a rough go for them. And I think the book is starting to be. I think James Franklin. I don't think is that great of a coach. He's a great recruiter, but. Not mm. that good of a coach. Mm, the shots fired, man. You pulled out the desert eater on that one. Why are you saying that about him? And there's no question he can bring in talent, right? But, but what I'm saying, in, he, but some, a lot of his in game, you see his in game decisions in a lot of games, and you're wondering, what the hell are you thinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've seen it a couple. T- I saw it a couple years ago when they host Ohio State. Hey, they blew it. Even when they hosted Michigan State in Happy Valley, and I thought that Penn State was going to win that game easily, and uh, poor clock management allowed Michigan State to win the game. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, I, I feel think, you on that. I feel you. I think I think that's the thing with James Franklin: great recruiter, horrible coach. Valid point. Valid point. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, Indiana. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'll go back to Indiana because I, I know you on this show. You've been driving the Indiana Hoosier bus. No, I haven't really. I just think that I've told you before. Indiana is tough at home. They well, are. They, they trip you up at home. They do. Well, here, but here, but here's the thing too. I mean, now that we're seeing that they're they're actually good, do you think they're still going to be that way, or is people like okay? We got to take Indiana seriously now because Tom Allen's got something going there. I think they'll be taken a little bit more seriously, but like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I've been driving the Indiana bus. I just said that at Have home, you, you've been on the Indiana bus no, as a passenger. I, I wouldn't say I've been on the bus. I've just been up at the bus stop maybe and waved because yeah, okay. I've said I, I think Indiana is dangerous at home so if anytime I see a game at Indiana it's very dangerous now when they're on the road it's a different situation and that's probably the, what's been killing Indiana they can win games at home but can they win on the road to get into that upper echelon of, of the Big Ten well they've I mean truthfully I believe they're the second best team in the Big Ten East but right. then again that's that's not saying much because Ohio State's just on a different planet and that is true um, I mean, what, what I like is Michael Penix Jr., if he's healthy, because he got injured last year, he'll be back. Ty Freifogel, a wide receiver, I, he's back, back as well. Hell, Indiana's defense has gotten to be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to – they'll be they'll be in the mix. I mean, I think 
Well, I mean, it really depends how well uh, they can do when Ohio State comes into Bloomington, because I know last year they had to go, Indiana had to go into Columbus. See, there's 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 one right there. I mean, and it was, and it was a competitive game. And Columbus, now they're going to Bloomington. It can so, be tough in Bloomington. What about you? You're not even talking about Sparty. Well, I'll, I'll get there. I'm going to get there. Okay. Now, I, th- I think this is... There There are some... I think it was uh, the Bear, Chris Falca, was was saying that Michigan State was going to be one of the 10 worst teams in America. I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, I know it was a rough go for Mel Tucker last year. Came in late, COVID hit, couldn't really do anything, having to do Zoom meetings to install stuff, didn't have the full playbook installed, really didn't know everybody on his roster. True that, true that. So, I mean, look, there was a lot more bad than good that happened. Yeah, they did beat Michigan. Okay, I I was happy with that. And then they did get a win over the eventual Big Ten West champion, Northwestern. But, so Tucker gets a pass last year. He's basically got to get the culture built. And this offseason, he has done an amazing job turning over the roster. They hit the transfer portal hard. They brought in a lot of really good transfers from Power 5 programs. I mean... Kenneth Walker, who's going to be a starting running back. He's from Wake Forest. They brought him in. Quarterback, I'm hearing it's going to be either Peyton Thorne or Rock, or not Rocky Lombardi. He's at NIU now. Now he's going to terrorize Toledo. Mm-hmm. Peyton Thorne or Anthony Russo, who was brought in from Temple. We'll see what happens there. There's some good receivers that are back. Uh, Jalen Naylor, Jaden Reed. He, they're both back as well. Connor Hayward, I mean, for as much as I've had an issue with him as a running back, he's actually willing to change his position. He's kind of become an H-back now just because he's he's really good as a pass catcher and he's been working with the tight ends a lot. So maybe that'll actually show what he can do when utilized properly. Correct. Offensive line, I know he's gonna he's gotten some transfers in there too, got some bigger guys, and even on defense as well, they're – He's turning the roster over. I mean, I think I know there are some people that are going to – I think the over-under for a win total was, I want to say, six and a half. Don't quote me on that. I mean, look, I think six and six, seven and five would be I'd, be – I'd be happy with now that Tucker's have a chance to work with his guys and actually go and recruit as well because he's actually been bringing in some talent. Mm-hmm. And so – and the fact that he's willing to say, you know, this is what I've learned working down in the SEC at Georgia and Alabama. Uh, we're going to start doing things this way here. Here now. We'll see, I think year two you're going to see steps forward taken. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be near, near the top of the East. Mm. But, I mean, I think, the, I think the ceiling is probably eight and four for them. But, I'm th- but I think seven and five, six and six is more realistic. Right. Like, and then, of course, Michigan, I think, is quickly, turn it, is quickly turning into a joke. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would say I'm on the Michigan bus because you have been – you've been against Jimmy I mean, Harbaugh. You've been really mean. You know what? <laughs> I'll say it? I'm on the Michigan bus. I'll admit that. Not the Indiana bus, but the Michigan bus. Yes. Okay, go the ahead. Th- the thing is, Harbaugh's in year seven. Mm-hmm. Has he accomplished – any of the things he was brought here to do? Beat Ohio State? No. Win the division? No. Win a Big Ten championship? 
No. Get to the college football playoff. No. And well, I, there's but, a couple but, calls that he could have been to the playoff, and he got them to relevancy, and he got them to be competitive, which they weren't. So I don't want to say that, well, he was hired to do all. I think the media kind of put that up on him, but I really think he was kind of getting hired so Michigan completely didn't wouldn't fall off because before he got there, Michigan was was right teetering on the cliff to just obscurity to where it was nothing. So him him getting hired put a shot in the arm for Michigan to at least make and them a lot, relevant and, a lot and competitive. Of that and a lot of that has worn off because, for one, they're they're significantly worse than they were in year one. I mean, year year one he he didn't. Had had a, de- a decent year, year, and then since then it's been just slowly going. It was just year two about the same, and then year three, he year four on. Did he win a few bowl games though? He's only won one bowl game, mm-hmm. and that was against your Gators in right. his first year. Right. Even though that, even though there are people saying that Florida was nowhere near the second best team in the SEC. Well, uh, let's just stop it. They won. They won the bowl game. Okay, okay. they did. They beat, they, hey, it's better than losing to a team that you didn't think was the second best team in the SEC. But whatever. But uh, I. Th- but this. I mean, this is something I've had in conversations with people who say, anywhere Harbaugh goes, good for a few. He's good for a few years, and then. Yeah, he, he just gets, wears, he gets wore out. It's like his it's his like, act wears thin with people. He's like, the the way I put it is he's like stale beer on a hot day. First couple of sips, you're like, okay, good. Wait, 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 wait. Nobody's drinking stale beer on a hot day. Now, I can ju- understand. Be, I'm just using it as an analogy here. I can understand if you had a cold beer on a hot day and you accidentally let it sit for a while, like like the weather is now. The beer is really cold, but as soon as you put it out there in this hot weather, it gets warm quick, and then you take a couple sips, maybe five minutes later, and you're like, ugh, this is nasty. Yeah, it's like, you get a couple sips, you're okay, and then all of a sudden, not so much. So, And I think he's starting, It's and it's kind of wearing on players. And Who do you a, know drinks stale beer on a hot day, though? It, it's just an expression, Derek. Okay, because okay. that's a bad analogy. And the, and the other thing, too, no, is... No, no bad analogy. Your, your analogies are just as bad as Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> okay, okay. I think, I think we've painted a good picture here. Yeah, there you go. But uh, I think the other thing, too, is a lot of him... His it's wearing on his assistance too, and I mean he's had to go. I mean he basically got rid of Don Brown as his defensive coordinator, who I don't think was that good anyway. Because they just like they look they would beat up on the bad teams, but when it came time to play the good teams in big spots, you you kind of saw them get exposed. Okay. I mean now he brings in Mike McDonald who. Has never called a defensive play before. He was a linebackers coach with the Ravens. And he, br- and he brings in some. Well, his brother probably recommended him, so I'm I'm, I'm going to take the advice of his brother Johnny Harbaugh, who's had a little more success in the NFL. So I mean, I, I will agree that was probably a favor that uh, that John did for him. Hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work because right. the way I actually heard somebody say this as well. The what. Harbaugh's done with the staff was the equivalent of what Mark D'Antonio did in his final year where refused to make changes or anything, and then all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to reshuffle my staff. It's basically like shuffling deck furniture on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, you kind of, I mean, I'm getting that s- similar vibe from Ann Arbor. And, you know, people, there's there are some people say, oh, Harbaugh's gear, not going to get fired. Keep in mind, he took a 50% pay cut, mind you. And you want to know what his buyout is now? What? Zero. Because he had a huge buyout beforehand, and then they ba- I think he was probably. He well, the, I look- think the buyout basically decreases as he stays. No, there it, it's now zero dollars. Look it up. Well, yeah, I understand it, but usually with the buyouts, the longer the coach stays there, the, the, usually it, it just because he had because coaches aren't really. If you think about it, Frank, how many coaches really in college football stay past year five? <laughs> Not too many. Not too many. If you're, do, if you're doing something right. If you're, you're doing something right, or if you're in a program that was just totally... But, but most in, of the time, most coaches, as the old saying goes, you get hired to get fired. But in, in Harbaugh's case, I, I mean, there's there was speculation, and I'm not saying that this is gospel, that he was probably looking to go to the NFL, and there wasn't an NFL team that really wanted him. Right, right, exactly. And, and, and they're going younger, and the way he left San Francisco. But then again, though, San Francisco was bad after he left until, you know, they got Shanahan. But the fact of the matter is, his act does wear old on people. And But yeah. then again, though, he's got Michigan being relevant, which they were on te- teetering on not being very relevant. Well, they're now, actually- this could be his last season. I I do agree because there there's a couple of things too. I mean, I think the one knock I will say this is he couldn't be able to recruit a quarterback. You, I mean, I will I I will agree with you there. I mean, he he can't he can't seemingly develop his own QB. I mean, first year had Jake Rudock who was a transfer, or Peters. Second year had Wilton Spade who was all was okay. And then once he got hurt, had John O'Corn, everyone was like, okay, now Harbaugh brought him in as a transfer. O'Corn stunk. <laughs> Peters, uh, he ended up move, transferring to Illinois and is playing right now, actually. <laughs> so, and then, of course, Shea Patterson, who every Michigan fan said was, was Jesus Christ from the South. No, he was no. just a single-read shotgun QB. And Joe Milton, who they said was a combination of Cam Newton and Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's now at Tennessee. Right. No, Lachey Patterson, I think that's one of those things where he just had the hype. I think there was a lot of hype machine going on. And plus, because he played at the SEC, or he was at Ole Miss, they thought, okay, that's going to be an upgrade. But yeah, And it turns out... Turned out he was like the Detroit Lions, biting kneecaps and <laughs> tripping over ankles. But the another couple of points. I know at Big Ten Media Day, when Harbaugh was asked if he felt that like his job's in danger, he was saying, oh, that's all World War II propaganda. No, it's not, Jim. <laughs> As I mentioned, you're, you took a 50% pay cut, and now you have no buyout. That's not propaganda. That's look. That's straight fact. And uh, the other thing, too, was say, asking about beat his rivals. We got to beat our rivals or die trying. I think he knows that his ass is in the jackpot this year. So, are you happy about this, Frank? Because I remember years ago you were screaming in the mic about Jim Harbaugh and him getting the media covers that he was getting. Especially you didn't like the fact that he would walk around with his shirt off or something like that. I mean, it grinds your gears about Jim Harbaugh, and it's going to be interesting. 
to see after this season what happens with him. And then we can do a recap, just like you did with your Detroit Lions and everything like that. Over the years, you probably will be like, I was right. Harbaugh was a horrible mistake. Well, um, I would say that he he is the outside of Scott Frost. His seat is the hottest in the Big Ten right now. I, think his, I do should think, be. I do think his seat is, is is hot. And with Michigan State not being that very good, he needs to and be the smartest. And losing to them last year. Right. But, but the beginning, I don't count last year for anything for college football with COVID and everything like that. It, it, some teams had just so many disadvantages compared to others. I mean, it, it, it was just a slop fest. It was just sloppily put together. You didn't know if you were going to have a season. You do have a season. You slopped it out there for the, the, the almighty buck. So this year counts. This year counts. And where's the game at this year, I believe? Um, Michigan State, Michigan's in East Lansing. So that is the Little Brother Bowl. Uh, let's see here. They are playing the 30th. Time to still be determined. So we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, I like I said, it'll be interesting. Here's Michigan's schedule. I know we kind of went off of it a little bit. They've played Western Michigan first, which is on the 4th, which is going to be on Espen. They're also on ABC against Washington. Their first yeah. two home games. I mean, let's say Michigan goes two and zero. Oh, Harbaugh's seat gets cooled off. But also, also, I think I think really the, their non-conference schedule is. Yeah, I think NIU. T- yeah, it's tougher than most people realize. I mean, because Western There's- Michigan, I don't think is a pushover. Mm-hmm. Washington is a top twenty-five team. And who's the and I said it, who's the quarterback at Northern Illinois now? Rocky Lombardi. The same Rocky Lombardi who came into the big house and beat Michigan when he was with Michigan State when it was ba- they were basically just us doing tech mobile offense. <laughs> Tech Mobile Office. What's that supposed to mean? They were they were running a extremely watered down playbook, and it was just and it was a lot of ba- it was just a lot of basic plays. I mean, sometimes you got to go basic, Frank. You don't have to make everything so complicated. And plus, well, Tech Mobile offenses were pretty cool. I mean, Barry Sanders. I used to be able to get at least eight hundred yards in a game because of Barry Sanders. Awesome basic Tech Mobile. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, they're, yeah, because like I said, Mel they only had probably not even thirty percent of their playbook installed, and all this, and it was basically Rocky Lombardi telling Ricky White, it's like playing in the back and say, Ricky, just go out to the mailbox. I'm going to get you the ball, <laughs> and that's that's really all it was. Oh, wow, Frank, you're, you're a little exaggerating there, but Michigan does have their first four games at home, and. It looks like you don't really count Michigan or Michigan State playing very well this year, so they'll be at the bottom of the Big Ten's East. You got Ohio State basically winning the whole conference, but can someone compete with them in the West real quick before we get to the other conferences? I mean, you got Iowa. What about Wisconsin? Iowa, Whiskey. Iowa, Wisconsin are probably your two top teams in the West. I would truthfully, I'd flip a coin. I and they both got good quarterbacks. Graham Mertz at Wisconsin. And is back. Wisconsin does not play Ohio State this year. Yeah. And then Iowa's got Spencer Petras at quarterback. And also they have Tyler Goodson. At, I think I think Tyler Goodson's back, or did he go to the NFL? I don't have my computer in front of me, but Iowa's still going to be in the mix. I who, will, who is it? 
for well, Iowa, the running back. Tyler Goodson. Tyler Goodson, okay. Yeah, because I know Spencer Petras, their quarterback, is back. Tyler Goodson is back. Okay. 5'10", five, five, 200 pounds. Thank, yeah. you for, thank you for clearing that up for me. So, I mean, I think I, I think it's – I honestly would flip a coin between Wisconsin and Iowa as to who wins the West. They're at Camp Randall. Iowa is on the 30th, October Ooh, 30th. That should be a good one. And they also do not play Ohio State. But they do play Indiana the first game of the season on that, the 4th, and then they play Iowa State, obviously. Yeah. And if you want another team to watch to keep an eye on in the West, old friend PJ Fleck at Minnesota. Because mm, I, I know Zach Herrick, you know he despises him. I mean, what, what, whether you love or hate PJ Fleck, I mean he's been doing a nice job there. They've got their Mohamed Ibrahim, their running backs, one of the best running backs in the country. He's returning. I think Minnesota's going to definitely have a say as to how the West goes. Okay. Right. So I mean, but still, I think who are the winner winning the Big Ten begins and ends with Ohio State. Um, okay, we got that. So recap the a the ACC or as we like to call it, the Atlantic or the ASS. Clemson's got that in the bag, right? I'm actually going North Carolina. What? I thought you said Clemson had it no, in the bag. No, I did not. Oh, okay. Sorry. I said check the tape. I said North Carolina. I'm going North Carolina this year. Mm, they're number Sam 10. Howell is mm-hmm. there. Sam Howell is probably going to be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. Okay, okay, okay. So Clemson. Okay, that that Clemson. makes it interesting. Interesting. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like D- DJ Uyangalele. I think I said his name right. He's shown that he can be a good quarterback, but he ain't Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. Got you there. And so, I mean. I think North Carolina's got the best chance to knock off Clemson. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Big 12. We haven't did the Big 12 yet. So yeah, Ohio we already did. I said Iowa State over oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. That's right, Iowa State. And then you pick Ohio State for the Big, the Big 10. 10. So yes. now what about the last, the Pac-12, do them, and then we do the SEC. So. Which, this is, I feel bad for the Pac-12. They feel like the forgotten conference. Especially, well, it's well, that's East Coast bias. I mean, they're on late <laughs> at night. and <laughs> I guess that's true. I hate the path. Pac-12 network was unless you unless you have Spectrum, you're not going to get it in HD. Oh no, really? What? Their, I mean, game, I, their I, games are in standard def. It's 2021. Well, the only the only place I've known where the Pac-12 network is in HD is Spectrum. I right. mean, I don't know. I don't know if Buckeye has it or not. I don't think Buckeye has it. it it's one of those you have because because obviously the Pac-12 is not going to be a lot of people want that out here. So I think that's a optional but uh add a channel you yeah. pay extra for yeah so i mean if you want to watch some pack 12 after dark i mean the north i think is it's between oregon and washington okay and i probably gonna i'm leaning oregon right now okay but if you i would not sleep on oregon state they've i think it's a mason jevia their quarterback he's back mm-hmm Heck, I think they're. I think Jonathan Smith is starting to get them going in the right direction. South, I, I'll, I'll say USC. He has the South Arizona State. I think could, could throw their hat in the ring. But there's people saying that Herm Edwards' seat is getting hotter, even though he still plays to win the game. But I, but he was doing pretty good over there at ASU. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't get why he's they're on twenty fifth. Why would he be on the hot seat? I wonder the same thing too. I mean, unless they're expecting him to win the Pac-12, well, yeah. But I know, look, he's gonna play to win the game. We all know that. Mm-hmm. 
So only, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I think they will. They'll have their hat in the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. As for who wins the Pac-12, I'm I'm still I'm just going to lean Oregon for right now. Okay. Uh, not entirely confident in it, but if I got to pick somebody, it's going to be the Ducks. Mer- give him. I, I mean, one thing I do I do is give Mario Cristobal a lot of credit. He Why has. That? He's basically taken Oregon instead of being this this real speedy small hall team that runs a blur offense. He basically said, uh, "We're still gonna play fast, but we're gonna be physical as well." Mm-hmm. Because he, you look what he look what he's done. He went to Alabama for a year, coached under Saban, was offensive line coach. Said, "Hey, we got to build this team up in the trenches and." He's done a phenomenal job. He's both offensive and defensive lines are a lot bigger and stronger. Panay Sewell was the first offensive lineman taken in the NFL draft by the Lions. Mm-hmm. So he's been he's got them built up. I mean, Oregon used to, you the knock on them in years past was that you could they could not line line up and play man ball. Right. Now they can. <laughs> Man ball. I got you. Keep going. So, and then we'll head to the SEC. Or is it dollar sign EC, as you like to call it? Well, they are all about this. Mm -hmm. The money. Well, yeah, we all know that. But who's not all about the money? I mean, the East, it's between Florida and Georgia. Flip Mm -hmm. a coin there. Nice. Here, whichever way you want to go. Some people say Georgia. Others say Florida. The West, it's Bama until somebody beats them, which I don't know if it'll be. I, I got to give him credit for, for as long as he's been doing it. He's really kept, there hasn't been a drop off for Alabama football, if you think about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, granted, there's been a couple of years where, here's where they haven't made a new year, where they didn't make the playoff or a New Year's Six Bowl. When was that? Under Saban? Yeah. Uh, it would have been. Uh, 2010 season when uh, oh, that's right. Let's see, Alabama lost to South Carolina and Which, Columbia, and then they also lost to LSU, and then they lost to Auburn. I mean, you got to go way back though. It's, I mean, it's and almost then, to the then, point where you forget. And then it was um, not last season, but the previous year, they ended up losing to. They lost to LSU and they lost to Auburn. Didn't play for the SEC championship. They ended up playing in the uh, Citrus Bowl against Michigan, and they beat them. No, that's right. That is true. I, you know, I'm totally, I'm totally forgot about that. Although, although, I mean, people say, "Oh, well, they didn't." That was when Tua got hurt. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it, it once in a while it does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think Bam wins. I mean, Ole Miss might be the second best team in the West right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lane Train has got things going. But I'm not sure. But the thing is, Nick Saban has never lost to any of his former assistants. Right. Because he taught them everything that yeah. they know. <laughs> and they're probably intimidated of him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say they're intimidated. I just think he know, they don't know how to beat the master. Right. So now, going into the recap, and then we'll talk a little bit about the alliance from you and the playoff. Should the playoff expand? So we got SEC Bama. Right. Yes, Bama wins that. Oregon wins the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Ohio State wins the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Iowa State wins the Big Twelve. And North, North Carolina, Carolina wins the ACC. Wow. I mean, that's as for playoff teams. 
I think Ohio State, Bama, same old, and same North Ca- North Carolina out of the ACC. Those will be your playoff. Those will be your teams. I'm most confident as for who gets that final spot. It's going to be between Iowa State and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Who, you know what? I will go Iowa State for the last spot just because Matt Campbell was here before he went out there. Okay. It's, I mean, but just by like the skin of their teeth. Hmm. Okay. That's, that, that, that's interesting. So you think, so then the playoff, once again, who, what four do you have? Bama, Ohio State, North Carolina, Iowa State. And you think Iowa State will get to the championship game? No, they won't. I don't think they're going to get to the championship game. Mm-hmm. I think it. We'll probably end up seeing a rematch of Bama and Ohio State, and it'll probably be closer this time around. It's boring. It's the same teams. Everybody well, complains about the NBA, but but when it comes to college football, everybody wants the same damn teams in there, or thinks they're the same. Damn now, teams. what if let's say hypothetically? What if Iowa State does win the national championship? <laughs> I mean, does that mean would I be Matt I, Campbell gets out and out of Dodge, or ooh. does he go to the NFL? <laughs> does he go to Michigan? Jim Harbaugh might be getting the booty boot. And For, yeah, I mean, either one of those two scenarios I could see happening, mm-hmm. but only time will tell. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall see. Okay. So now, question. Should there be an alliance? What do you think about it? The, you know, with what's been going on in college football lately, it's just seemingly driving me nuts. I mean, look, the, the expansion of the playoff, I think everyone knows where I stand on that. I say no. Why? Well, mostly because... The cream always rises to the top, and there's not that much cream in the milk can to begin with. And I don't think we need to add extra games where the the top teams are basically just doing busy work. Busy work. I think the teams. Need, I think it needs to be added. I, I do. I, for one, I don't understand. We've, we've talked about this on the show before. Why even have the top twenty-five uh, for the college football playoff? There's a ranking system already. And you already know that it's always going to be the same four teams getting in, like Clemson. Maybe this year they have some competition with North Carolina, but the conference they're in, they already know they're going to beat every single team. They already know they're a step above every team, and that's why we call it the ASS on here. So they're going to have an automatic bid. And and that, to me, seems like their season is nothing but busy work for them. So once they get to the playoff and there's more teams, it's like, okay, now let's see where you can compete at. That's what I want to see. But thing, I think. But I mean, thing is, if it does expand, you're gonna see how much of a discrepancy it is between the cream of the crop and then these teams that are now allowed into the party. What do you mean? How? It's not, no, I don't think see that. No, no. If you go I to mean, twelve. If you go to twelve teams. It's still gonna be a solid playoff. Yeah, I'll teach his own. I mean, in certain years, Alabama. Has not been as you mentioned before. There's been a couple years they've you know, on a Citrus Bowl or whatever. But there's also been several years where the second place team compared to Alabama, it wasn't like they were leaps and bounds ahead of them in the SEC. 
let's face it, Alabama knows that they got an automatic spot in the playoff no matter how bad their season goes. <laughs> I wouldn't say they have an automatic spot yeah. in. They can no. get one loss, they're in. Whereas other teams it, get one loss, well, you're not in the playoffs. Sorry. Sometimes Alabama can get two losses and they're in. They, when, when did they get two losses and they were in? It's never happened. Wasn't it one year that they ended up losing to Auburn and then also losing in the SEC championship one year? No, I, I know what you're referring to though, and this is what really happened. Okay, they lost to Auburn. But did not play, which meant they couldn't play for the SEC championship. But then got in the the top four. Then, yeah, they were the, they were the fourth uh, team in. That was the that was the year Georgia got in, and they played Georgia, and uh, we all know what happened in that championship game. Okay, when yeah. the legend of Tua was born. Still though, Alabama shouldn't have been in that top four. I'm sorry, if you're not going to play in your own conference championship, how do you get in the playoffs? I'm not, I mean, I won't, I won't dispute that because I thought the same thing too. But yeah, but that's where I'm saying they, some teams know. It, once again, it's this legacy thing that I, I don't feel, like I about feel, college football. I, but I think that year that was just that was just an exception, not nah, the rule. It's been an exception for years, and I got respect saving how he runs his program and how he's you know got it to excellence. But let's let's be, let's be honest, a lot of teams. And I think the playoff is kind of skewed it for other teams that have had legacies. It's a legacy league. Basically, the teams that have the legacy or whatever are going to get in over teams that are up and coming until they get a chance to get on the big stage to win a big game. And a lot of times, as we know, those chances are not really given that much at all, if, if at, at all, because teams start to get scared and don't want to play other teams because they're afraid that it might nick up their legacy. Hmm. And also people know in college football that playoffs generate money and they want the big dogs there to watch for the money. Period. That, that's that's just what it is. But getting to the alliance, and yeah, I actually heard this yesterday, that this alliance thing may kill off expansion for the time being. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, and it was something that... Gordon Gee, yes, that Gordon Gee. Mm-hmm. He admitted that he was for he was for expansion at first. Now, with the way the alliances are going between the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC, creating a voting block, he thinks, well, that's probably not going to happen. He says the votes are going to have to be unanimous or close to it, and he says he's not going to vote for it, and he doesn't think the Big Ten's really going to go for it either. I think it's just the way the whole la- the way the landscape is changing. Hang, I think there's too much volatility for the time being, and I think the, that's going to basically not kill off expansion talk for good, but it's basically going to put it mu- on the back burner for a while. Mm-hmm. When does it get brought up again? Hard to say. You, did you, is, is it interesting to see an alliance now? It seems like everybody's against the SEC. You know, I get why it's I get why it's happening. Do I do do I personally like it? Not really, because I think it's just 
It's basically turned into a tinkling contest. A tinkling contest. That's just me keeping it uh, FCC appropriate. We're basically a peeing on each other contest. <laughs> no, no, we're basically seeing who. Like R. Kelly. I want no, to no, pee. no, 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 not that. Basically taking a leak out the woods to see who's going to go the furthest. Right, because R. Kelly likes to pee on you. Well, not on somebody. No, okay, Jesus, okay. let's get our minds out of the gutter. Okay, okay, keep going. Okay, that's basically what it's turned into, and I mean, I get why it, I get why it's happening, because the SEC says, hey, we're going to expand Texas and Oklahoma, come on down, we're now at 16 teams, we're going to be the big guy on the block, and the bit, and of course, the, uh, the Big Ten, and everyone says, oh, well, Kevin Warren should call somebody up and expand. You gotta, the ACC's gotta expand. The Pac-12's gotta expand. Rest in peace to the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, rest in peace to them. Well, that may not be the case. And this this is a point Rico Beard brought up. The Big Ten's able to cut $40 million checks to each of the schools because the Big Ten Network's been so successful and Mm -hmm. a big reason why. You got a, they got a presence in Four of the largest media markets in the country. D.C., New York, Philly, and Chicago. People will argue with you about the New York one. You already know that. I, I that Yeah, Rutgers, I know. I trying know to get a footprint ru- in, in New York, but and it's, it's not really but you, burning you, you, rubber. You have a presence. You have a stake in the New York media market. Mm-hmm. That's one. I mean, the, FC, the SEC network, before they were brought, before ESPN... And brought them in. They were basically out on the curb in the cold rain because they're they're not in a real, they're not in a bunch of big markets. I mean, the largest media market they have a presence in is Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, beyond that, what do they got? New Orleans isn't that big. Mobile, Alabama is below one hundred. Nashville's not a huge media market. I mean, you're not. You're not really, I mean, in the Carolinas, Charlotte's more of the ACC than mm-hmm. SEC. And in Florida, right. what do you, Florida, what do you got? Tampa might be the biggest one you could be in, although that's considered more ACC than anything. And so, I mean, you're basically got, the Big Ten's got a larger footprint and in their markets than the SEC does. But they don't also get a lot of respect also, though, too, because of well, some of the disappointments they've had from teams. That's a, that's a fair argument. And But, of course, the Big Ten be having their presence in big markets, that allows them to cut $40 million checks. And, of course, if they expand, then that the slice of the pie is going to get a lot smaller. True. So, I mean, that's kind of why they're saying, you know what, we're going to... F- Form our alliance with the ACC. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 say, you know what, we're all going to gang up so and say, you know what, SEC, you want to go, you want to go and shoot your mouth off and say this is how we're going to do things here. Uh, uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. ain't gonna fly. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I have heard that there could be some uh, legal matters brought up as for this alliance, but mm-hmm. you know what, I unfortunately haven't had a lot of time to look into that. <laughs> But it's basically gonna. It's pretty much gonna, at a minimum, delay expanding the playoff for a while. Right. And now, as for the Big Twelve, 
everyone thought that once Texas and Oklahoma jumped to the SEC, the Big 12 was dead in the water. Well, that may not be the case because they're looking. They might look to add teams. I know BYU. They expressed interest in adding them. Um, which, I mean, you're basically expanding into Utah, and you're getting. I don't know if you're really getting into the Salt Lake City market, right. which isn't really that big to begin with. And I know there's people saying that uh, the Big Ten should kick Nebraska out, send them back to the Big Twelve. On paper, it would make sense, but I, but I think logistics would be too much of a pain. True, and then that's just going to open up another can of worms. And they said, well, maybe they should just raid the American Athletic Conference because you got you got Houston in Texas, which is the fourth largest media market in the country. That is true, and they could be in the Big Twelve. Get them, get Cincinnati. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get Cincinnati. Because you already got West Virginia. <clears throat> Man. You okay? Sorry. That's something my throat. Mm-hmm. And then saying, you know, get UCF too. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if it really make a ton of sense to you to set a footprint in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows? But you know, it's it's something that's either gonna that's gonna. If it works out, it's going to be well. Otherwise, it's going to be an unmitigated disaster. Right. So, final wrapping it up as uh, we get into that two-hour mark. Uh, you don't want the expansion of the playoffs. I do. So, we, we have not changed our minds one bit <laughs> since we've been doing this. It's kind of crazy, huh? Any plans this weekend? Well. Going, we got to know you got a wedding. Yeah, my cousin Brad is getting married today down in Pemberville. So, I'll be at that. And then... Uh, you got a, f- a couple games, don't you? Well, Sunday I'm working, Monday I'm working, and I got a JV game to work. What about what about the Zon? You still there? Oh yeah, in the air conditioning. Uh, yep, I'm um, coming up on one year there. That's right. You you did. You started there what September, right? Uh, it would have been the end of August at this time last year. So in a couple days. Uh, actually, uh, it's pretty much. Uh, I think Monday will basically be uh, one, one year. year to my first day there. Nice, Frank. Congratulations on that one, man. Yep. I, yep. Things have changed a little bit. I'm doing inbound dock there now, which I love doing. What were you doing before? I was basically stone product. But inbound dock, I like. I feel like I can do a lot more on a different day. I've got to, eventually, i got to work towards getting some certifications, like for jam clearing. Um, mm-hmm, okay. TDR, which is trailer dock ready, getting to do that, and also getting my pit license, which means I can run a forklift. Proud of you, Frank. Proud of you. That that that, that is really impressive, Frank. Oh yeah, I love. Him. Is what's her face still work there? Oh, Liz. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I've uh, I've seen her on the. She's coming on the dock a few times in the morning just for. I don't know if she's had to do some stuff associated with that. Yeah, but she's she's doing. There's days she'll do different things. She'll either be learning ambassador or she's doing uh, working with uh, Amnesty Last Touch or she's problem solving. She's still at one of your favorite restaurants, Twin Peaks. I Well, the last time I was there, I didn't see her. I don't know if she was working or not. No. Good, great, great, great food. Well, Hangover burger is the way to go. Right, great. Congratulations on your one year at um, Amazon and you said you're moving on up. Did you get a, ra- you get a raise? Uh, yeah, I'll be getting a one year raise. 
Okay, so it's right. And you're also in Romulus, isn't it? Isn't it one in Romulus or no? Yeah, Rom- yeah, Romulus. Okay, nice. And then yeah. you refereeing. You just stay busy, Frank. Oh yeah. And then you're also next weekend. You have football games too, like during Friday or no? Um, well, actually, my JV game for next Saturday got canceled, so I could still be here to do a show if need be. Ah, nice. Next Saturday, why? How did it cancel so quick in advance? Coldest? Well, well, Adrian was supposed to be the home team. Unfortunately, they had a player on their varsity team get hit by a car and he oh, died that's in the right. hospital. I saw that. Yeah, it was an Adrian and. They've had players who have been in quarantine because of COVID. They they ended up canceling their opener against uh, Adrian Madison, and I uh, talked. And of course, they're supposed to play Brooklyn Columbia Central oh, uh, next week. But I talked to Steve Tompkins, who his um, he's the baseball coach at Columbia Central. I worked a game with him last night. He said that that game against Adrian is in jeopardy. Um, I nothing official yet. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, good. You notice there's some bumpers underneath the desk now, so you don't have to hit your knees against it. Nice soft pads. Yeah. Nice. Well, Frank, man, once again, great show. We'll be back next week. We'll finish up with David's uh, The West NFL yeah. prediction. And he'll probably listen to our college football little preview that we did. That was a good one right off the cuff. Uh, still see that you have hate for uh, Jim Harbaugh. It's not. It's not necessarily. It's hate. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I just don't think that. I just kind of think he's a clown. You've been th- saying that since day one, so I think it's it's kind of some hate. I mean, if I, I, I would hate him if he did stuff that was so egregiously stupid, like if well, he was breaking laws. The or, last thing before we get out of here, you know, Jim Harbaugh and Matt Patricia are about almost the same, but you don't hate him. Well, the, about the same. Uh, the, let the me, clownery, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. You know what? Let me. Let me. Sit, let me sit on that one for a while, yeah. and I'll get back to you. They're, they're almost about the same, but you can always listen to me and Frank and David on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We always post it up on there. Once again, him and Chris Schultz about ninety listens. Woo! That yeah, thing Chris. was on fire. Yep, there will be some stuff coming from Friday Night Victors in the coming days. Chris posted his piece uh, called. My thoughts, not yours. Oh, nice, nice, nice. There's give give that a read. Yes, we are gonna, we will have our, uh, we are gonna hopefully get our podcast going soon. Mm-hmm. Doing recap in week one, things that happened there. Mm, nice. I'll have play. I'll have players of the week coming up. Got to wait and see how Milan does tonight against Warren Michigan Collegiate. And then we'll all, and each one of us will be ranking uh, the teams in the divisions. Like Chris will have divisions one, two, and three. I'll have D four and five. Gary will have D six, seven, and eight. Was it Warren Michigan Collegiate? Yes. Yeah, another one of those long names, just like Star Trek Voyager the fifth. <laughs> well, this does it for our show. This is a presentation of eighty-eight point three WGTS. After further review, like I said, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes with a picture of Frank Bashers and the horse's head under WSUT's after further review on 88.3. Frank and David, we'll see you when I see you. I'm Derek Lawson.